Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Bad people, welcome to our show. Anyone who want to learn more about leadership, welcome. Today we are going to discuss about fresh insights, take on leadership culture, how you can become leader, how you can lead your team and provide great results. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Celine Schillinger. How are you? Hey, Anatoly. Thank you very, very much for the invitation. A heartfelt thank you. I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, big pleasure. Want to learn more about that. It's important for me. I remember many years ago, I ignored leadership. I just pay attention to develop my company. But in some time, I got it. I can't divide these directions. And actually, I remember when we worked on big project, I didn't have time to handle the process, to manage people, because all of my attention took this project and a few good players left my team because of toxic environment. Then I started to learn more to change approaches and today I usually spend some time to learn more about leadership, about helping, supporting, kindness, many other things that can help my team and uh, myself as well. Uh, it doesn't matter, it's not only about business, it's a family uh, everywhere. So before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background and why you decided to pay so much attention to this important topic. Well, first, uh, thank you for sharing this experience you had, uh, Anatoly, and this uh, realization that, yeah, the human element, the human factor is critical because without it, uh, unless you work in a all by, you know, actually, you, I don't think you can ever work all by yourself for something. You, you always need you know, interactions with people, maybe with suppliers or with, you know, stakeholders, whatever, but the, 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 the complicatedness is still here. It's how do we collaborate? How do we engage, motivate? How do we create a very strong, very effective, very dynamic collective group of people, right? Uh, that is, um, uh, open to the outside world, to innovation, to new ideas, to the complexity of, uh, you know, new events and so on. But that is, so a collective that is open, but that, that is also um, uh, cohesive, right? That is also, uh, that sticks together, that wants to achieve something together where you don't have people fighting each other or competing with each other. And that's difficult. Huh? Uh, it's, uh, we're always walking a fine line between open and close, between uh, sticking together, but also welcoming newcomers, uh, between um, uh, solidifying a, a good culture, but also staying um, agile, you know, and being able to evolve. So it's it's complex, but it's also a fascinating field of study. So a little bit about myself. I grew up in France. I studied there. Um, and then I went to work most about 10 years in Asia, Asia Pacific. So mm -hmm. I stayed in Vietnam several years. Oh. I stayed in China several years. In between, I was a salesperson over Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, Taiwan, and so on, other countries. And then after these 10 first years working in small uh, companies, I joined a large company in France. And here I discovered the world of processes, 
um, heavy organizations, an attention to culture, but um, not a very innovative culture, I would say. A culture where top-down control uh, was very, very important for good reasons, but also uh, this created a lack of opportunity, I feel, for, for people. So I tried different things. I, I created some uh, experiments, <laughs> I would mm -hmm. say, in engagements, networking, community mobilization, and that led me to eventually leave after 17 years in this company. So I stayed a long time. But then uh, five years ago, I left and set up my own business uh, and uh, became a consultant, a consultant in engagement leadership. That's how I describe it. Engagement leadership is a form of leadership that enables the mobilization, the, the active, this great collectives I was talking about. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love your international experience, especially today uh, when my company is working globally. A lot of my clients are hiring globally. Yeah. Uh, and today we can hire people in the US, Canada, India, Vietnam, Ukraine, yes. Uh, yes. many countries except Russia. And did, did, Russia. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and did you yeah. notice how difficult it is to uh, get people from different countries, different cultures? Sometimes uh, we react very, very differently to mm -hmm. things. And yeah. uh, there can be a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of, uh, and therefore, missed opportunities. And yet, and I forgot to add that in my, uh, this international experience, I also spent four years in the US, uh, in Boston, working for uh, the big company I was working at at that time, but working with teams located in Canada, US, France, and India. So very, very different cultures. And yet I have found that across all cultures, we all want to make a difference. We all want to be respected. We all want to make things better, except the Russians maybe, <laughs> uh, or those in, in position of power. But um but and so we can we can tap into this very uh, this very human instinct, you know, of uh, making things better, working well, doing great work, you know, doing great work together. Um, and this is not so difficult, I found. Uh, if we really want it, but that's that's a question, maybe. Yeah, do mm -hmm. leaders really want to make their team? fantastic working so well that they can even the, the team can even work without the leader or does the leader want to stay um, to remain indispensable hmm? mm -hmm. yeah, uh, because nice. because it's great for you know a sense of power a sense of control you know so it's a choice hmm? yeah love it love it yeah I think it's better to show power by helping and supporting others. Yes, um, it's the most in incredible power if you mm -hmm. can help and support, share value. Yeah. Celine, I, I want to ask about your book. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> I love reading books. Um, and uh, if you are talking about leadership, I think the, the most important book uh, was written by Dale Car Carnegie many years ago. Yes. I, I, lo I love this book. You know, mm -hmm. it's awesome book and uh, many aspects on this book are connected to 
digital marketing. I don't know. It's like personalization, uh, understanding customers, people, influence them. Uh, I want to ask about your book because many other great books and I have a huge list of books that I want to read, but I have no time to read 18% of all these books. Um, yeah, lack of time. Sorry, but I keep reading them. It's my loving format. If I have time, I read almost every single day for some time. Uh, can you give me and my audience a strong reason to read your book? What kind of benefits can yes. we get by reading your book? Yeah, just share more insights. <laughs> okay, so first, uh, this book has been recognized uh, by Thinkers50 uh, as one of the 10 best new management wow. books of 2023. It's a huge recognition. Thinkers 50 is a, an organization that recognizes the best thinking in management. And uh, as a matter of fact, I have been shortlisted as well. In addition to this recognition for the book, uh, because of the book, I have been shortlisted uh, in the uh, Oscars of uh, management thinking. Can you believe nice. it? So that's nice. one awesome. uh, the first reason. The second reason is... The book has also been recognized by Porchlight in the U.S. as the Strategy and Leadership Book of the Year. And that was in December 2022. Wow. Out of, can't remember, like hundreds of books were submitted and they picked this one, <laughs> yeah, Dare nice. to Unlead. Uh, another reason is that... Um, this book is quite unusual. It's not a leadership, a typical leadership book. Actually, I don't read many leadership books <laughs> because I find mm -hmm. many of them are pretty boring. So I wanted to write something that is really anchored in real work, in, in the actual experiences I've been able to participate in. And it is structured. The, the organization of the book is very simple. The first part is about liberty is about freedom how do we how do we create more freedom in the work in the workplace rather than less because freedom creates responsibility it creates um, it creates self-determination it creates a sense of agency and when people have that they work better we work better right so the first part of the book is about freedom the second part of the book is about equality how can we be more um, how can we be more um, uh, involved in e e sort of equal relationships you know whatever if you have done like um, great studies it's wonderful but if you have if you have done not great studies you matter anyway as well right and uh, that's why I, I want to make sure that people, um, that organizations leverage their whole talent pool and not just a few, not just, you know, those people who are coming out of uh, Harvard or, or the MIT, right? Everybody matters. You can have fantastic insights from the shop floor, from, you know, frontline workers, from um, whatever, any, anybody, we all matter. And it's the diversity of people that matter. Um, and so I believe here a huge opportunity lies in networks. How can we work more as a network? How can we leverage networks more? How can we network our organizations more? 
And finally, the third part of the book is about fraternity. How do we, or togetherness, uh, how do we create a sense of um, chosen togetherness where people want to go to work because they want to work with our colleagues because they find it uplifting and, and motivating and exciting, right? A lot of people go to work now with a sense of frustration, right? They're, they will despair even. Some people yeah. get burned out by work. Some people, you know, quit work because they can't stand anymore. Those uh, organizations made of... Uh, you know, power dynamics and comp internal competition and uh, greed and all, all this. We can build fantastic organizations by leveraging new approaches to leadership and to collective performance. That, so that's what I'm trying to explain in the book. I hope that this is, these are good reasons enough uh, for Oof. your listeners to read the book. A lot more than enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, I put your book uh, on my list. Guys, you can find the link to this book in the description. So if you want to read, I recommend to anyone because you can see it's valuable, <laughs> so valuable. <laughs> and uh, I want to ask about uh, employees, about people. Uh, according to many studies, 70% uh, of people are unhappy with their jobs. Uh, some of them hate their jobs and uh, i think uh, including in my company i'm trying to create a positive environment mm. and i know some companies can disallow to play digital uh, online games mm. I, I i don't mm. please guys play <laughs> why not uh, we usually uh, share some time when people can play if they enjoy why not give yeah. them the chance to play uh, and we have it like uh, two hours a day <laughs> so um it's it's enough you know um not to uh, an hour and a half yeah okay sorry because my employees can listen to this podcast tell me <laughs> i'm lying <laughs> yeah okay uh, an hour and a half but it's enough you know uh, to play and uh, i'm trying to fig figure out you know if people hate something if i see they're unhappy uh, if i can't fix it i think it's better even to them not for me to find another job because uh, if you are unhappy, and I, I was on this boat. I remember when I started one project because of chasing money. Uh, I hired a big team. And uh, uh, we spent three years wasting a lot of resources, money. Uh, but at that time, I hated Monday. I loved Friday. And I got it. I can't go ahead like this. I can't. I gave up and I usually recommend to anyone, if you hate what you do, leave it. You have one life. You don't need mm -hmm. to regret about your life. Mm -hmm. Just find something that you like. That's why mm -hmm. today I can work on Sunday evening, Saturday night, because I love it. You know, it's like my yeah. hobby, you know, instead yeah. of watching TV. Can you tell about uh, methods, how to encourage employees, how to learn from them that something is going wrong, how to fix it, any mm. tips how to increase productivity by mm. thinking about your employees, not customers? Yes, uh, this, this is a great question. I have one simple tip. There's, there's more in the book, huh? but one simple tip. Involve people as early as possible in the change or in the work. If you keep people 
in the dark. If you uh, decide everything on your own or with just a few, you know, um, uh, team members or advisors or direct reports, but everybody else is left in the dark and does not participate and is not, uh, you know, is aware, is made aware later on in the process, you will have people waiting for instructions never happy enough of what they get the information they get they because they, they, they because they don't feel considered they don't feel involved uh, they don't feel they count they don't feel they matter so my advice is involve people as early as possible in designing the work but it's it's also about in in making sense of the environment the in involving people in designing the strategy together so for example if you have a large organization 500 more or even a bit smaller of course you cannot get 500 people in a room all the time this is not realistic but you can get uh, a diversity you can create networks you can create communities you can create platforms you can surround yourself with people from different you know places from different areas of the organization and and create a a, a sort of a habit for conversations co-creation etc because people own what they help create People own what they help create. If you create the sense of ownership, right? People will behave like owners and not like renters. Hmm? Uh, so instead of uh, leaving people in the back seat, the idea is to bring them into the driver's seat along with you. So to share power. Huh? So that's not necessarily comfortable for everybody. Some leaders don't like to share power. But actually, power gets bigger when you share it. That's a magic recipe, for sure. If you involve many people in the decision-making, then, then those people join forces, develop engagement, bring in new ideas, leverage their own personal networks, and so on. It's a win-win situation, really, for everybody. You don't have, uh, if you do that, you don't have, like, what happens in many organizations where you have too many, too, too much work um, put on too few people and the rest is just, you know, waiting to be told what to do. No, yeah. you need to, 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 to spread, to distribute leadership. That's the idea of behind unlead, huh? what I say in the book. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, great insights. Love it, love it. I think, uh, you know, uh, I don't like to limit my team yeah. uh, to do something. For yeah. example, uh, uh, I don't have special checklist. I usually tell them, you know, it's just template. <laughs> Your goal is to make it better. You know, yeah. uh, uh, if you have something, think how to improve. Uh, mm. And I don't want to limit. And don't make mistakes. Make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I made a lot of mistakes. Some of them so terrible mistakes. And it's okay. You know, uh, I think uh, if you don't make mistakes, you're not innovative enough. You can't mm -hmm. go ahead to change the industry. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it, love mm -hmm. it. Uh, mm -hmm. 
let's talk about the toxic environment. Can mm-hmm. you tell how it appeals, what to do, and how to avoid toxic environment? Because it's common issue. It's not only uh, that I had this experience. Many companies have it. So any mm-hmm. tips about that? Yes, and I have felt uh, myself, I have been in toxic environments as well. And uh, I, I would say the environment, you cannot change that much unless you are the CEO of a department of the of the company or but you can change your reaction to a toxic environment. If you if you feel powerless, if you feel uh, uh, very uh, if you just feel frustrated and that's the frustration becomes so big that there's nothing else you can do, then things may go really wrong. You know, people may you know, end up uh, sick or even worse. Uh, but when you f- when you have power, when you feel powerful, uh, then you react much better to a toxic environment. And where does power come from? There are several sources of power, I would think. Knowledge, connections, you know, friends. Uh, and probably others. But these are two I'm thinking of in particular. Uh, Maybe a third would be to own, claim a voice. So take ownership of what you think instead of, uh, you know, going with the flow and just being a victim of the toxic environment. So let's get back to all three. Knowledge. How can you develop knowledge? How can you increase your abilities, your competencies, etc., that will maybe uh, help you quit this toxic environment. Hmm? Maybe you, you will be in a better place elsewhere. So the wise thing to do might be to cultivate knowledge, experience, uh, maybe attend uh, some, I don't know, professional associations, whatever, training courses, you name it. There's so many ways. But develop knowledge so that you are in a better position to negotiate, to live. Knowledge creates freedom. Hmm? Connections. Connections give power. So make friends. Uh, go out. Reach out to more people. Instead of staying you know, in your corner and, and crying over the toxic environment you're in, reach out. Speak. You know, Have honest conversations about what you're feeling, but also be curious about what others do and how they react what what have they developed as strategies in this etc the more friends you make the more networks the more connection here again the bigger your air your freedom uh, capacity you know and uh, and finally claiming your voice that's something i did uh, personally that has been enormously helpful for my in my own case i was uh, at a there was a period of time when things were pretty dull at work and it was really uh, really horrible and and i had already started to develop you know experiments and and one friend of mine said to me why don't you uh, create a blog why don't you blog about this that was back in 2013 so 10 10 years ago and I was like, oh, me, a blog? I can never do that. I have nothing to say. And I mean, I found all the good reasons, you know. Um, and he kept pushing me gently. 
until I said, okay, let, let me try. I'll try. And the blog was a lifesaver for me because it enabled me to um, claim back my my voice, my opinions, to, to to speak about what was happening, to analyze, uh, to take a, a to take a step back, you know, create a little distance between the toxic environment and me, and that is life saving. So, and this blog eventually um, helped me. It helped me think. It helped me learn. It helped me create connections. And it became a platform for public speaking, attending conferences, making more friends, more uh, more knowledge, and so on, which eventually led me to creating my own uh, company. Uh, so the original blog became the, the 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 core, the node, the central node of my current website. So yeah, that's that's what I would uh, recommend. Don't mm -hmm. be a victim. Don't fall. Don't let others dictate your fate you have more power than you think if you connect with others if you uh, create more knowledge uh, and if you share your views yeah uh, you remind me uh, a quote from uh, Napoleon and he said plus 200 years ago uh, that uh, many people can't succeed because they listen to others including their family members and <laughs> um, you know I love my mom I love my father but uh, many times they advised me to do what they think is better for me but yeah. they don't know what is better for me yes, <laughs> yes. and uh, mm. uh, when I was young uh, they decided that I can become musician but I hate it <laughs> I hate it <laughs> the direction uh, i respect musicians if they love it but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I i'm not one of them <laughs> so yeah and today i i listen to my son a lot uh, he told me he loves playing soccer okay let's play soccer it's great direction no why not you can play soccer and um, i think um, we need to listen not only kids we need to listen to everyone you know, mm. and uh, uh, to give them what they want mm -hmm. to do. Uh, and uh, my best advice to anyone, don't listen to others. If yeah. it's not your direction, you know, it, don't care. Even yeah. if, if it's your mom, you know, yeah. love your yeah. mom, but be yourself. It's your yeah. life. Yeah. You don't live for others. You know? yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and, Actually, I would say, listen to people who... Um, who can, uh, you know, the people who are uplifting, people mm -hmm. who bring you into to do better, to in, to increase your impact, or these are people mm -hmm. worthy of uh, listening to, and also people who share their very honestly, you know, their experience and their fears. Even it's important also to acknowledge that. Yeah, some things are a bit dangerous, a bit risky, a bit uh, sometimes very risky, and um, but and yeah, what uh, the the journey uh, of uh, well, as you said, we only have one life. Some people mm -hmm. are more on the cautious side; others are more risk taking. It's fine. We we need people of all kinds, but for sure, don't don't let anyone limit 
your possibilities. That's absolutely for sure. Yeah. But by the way, uh, I have a friend and uh, he believes that he has much better life after death. And he's so happy about that. And after that, you know, I thought, why I don't believe in that? If it makes me happy, you know, sometimes we need to cheat our minds, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. I can cheat my, myself. If I uh, don't feel good, I can cheat myself that I'm feeling good. And it helps. Yes. Doctors always do it. You know, they <laughs> lie to their patients. You will be fine. And if according to studies, plus 20% of treatment, believe. You know, uh, I like how uh, big companies can test new drugs. And mm. They give to patients and don't tell what kind of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. because, because if they know after taking the pill, uh, plus 20% are only because you you take this pill, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the placebo the, effect. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why I started, uh, even I don't feel good, I usually tell my, no, what are you talking about? You are feeling so good, you know, <laughs> enjoy your life, you know. Yeah, why not, if you can cheat yourself like my friend, he's so, good, he's so happy. You know, uh, uh, that's a real, I, I, that's a real gift. Uh, sometimes I feel, I think like um, all uh, entrepreneurs uh, probably, uh, the entrepreneur's life or mood is, you know, like that. It's uh, sometimes you feel, sometimes in the same day or even in the same hour, you feel super excited and very, very high. And then you feel really down because you're thinking about something else or bad news coming or, and uh it's uh, you have to accept living with this uncertainty and and, and you know uh, ups and downs, because in the yeah. end, um, you know, in you learn, you keep learning, you keep uh, making new things, you keep unexpected things arrive, and life is wonderful. You know? nice. uh, in the yeah. end, right? Yeah, of course, hundred percent. Yes. And what I like in my friend, he uh, doesn't earn a lot of money, mm. not the best money, but it's interesting. He usually tells to anyone he earns a lot, <laughs> and it's enough for him. And yeah. he earns a lot. Someone can earn millions, but mm. uh, can't be more happy than uh, my friend. Uh, hmm. he's yeah he's happy with something that he has and he always shares he's so successful whatever he does and i love it i love it and i usually tell my son if you make mistakes that's okay you know yeah. go ahead yes. learn from them and uh, hmm. i like when my son can uh, can cheat himself, you know, I'm so good uh, soccer player. Yes. <laughs> How many examples on this life when people, when uh, teachers, tutors told you are so bad, you are mm. so bad, you, you can't achieve anything. Mm. Before someone can tell, no, you are so good. And mm. many people achieve great success, great yes. success, mm. uh, including Leo Messi. He was, <laughs> he was small, short, yeah. Uh, without physical conditions to yeah. become the best player in the world in soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, that's quite, yeah. quite amazing. Nice. Huh? Mm. Uh, Celine, yeah. I want to ask about mistakes. 
we started mm. to, to speak a little bit about mistakes as well. And uh, in my life, I made a lot of mistakes, terrible mm. mistakes, slight mistakes, all mistakes. <laughs> I mm. keep doing them, you know. Sometimes I don't know how to do something without mistakes. I need yeah. to do them to learn how it works yep. and to go ahead. So mm. can you list mistakes that people can avoid? In management mm. and leadership. I mean, like some mistakes mm. we can learn before doing, yeah. and some yeah. mistakes it's better to do to learn from them. So these yes. mistakes that we can avoid. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of one typical mistake, which is the feeling that you can solve all problems. Mm-hmm. You can never solve all problems on your own. It's impossible. Um, so you need to 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 be surround. You need to be surrounded by people who. Um, are confident that they can they can speak their mind they can you know tell you honestly what they think because some managers without even realizing sometimes um, create a sense of fear around them right they they cast a, a shadow over other people and they don't even realize maybe they're a bit uh, you know brutal in their language or maybe they you know, make jokes, and they they don't think about how these words or this tone or this lack of empathy may be perceived by other people. And so what you'll get in that situation when you don't pay attention to this, um, uh, the, the, the feelings and so on, uh, you'll have people who say yes to everything you say. They will not dare say no. They will not dare bring new ideas. They will not dare contradict you. And what this, um, the outcome of this is generally failure because then you are in your bubble, your confirmation bubble, and you may drive the company into a very wrong direction and nobody will say anything because, uh, because of that. So that's the first thing. Believe not the, the thing, the mistake we can avoid believing we can solve all problems believing we can uh, believing that it's uh, faster to do everything on our own than to involve more people it may look faster but in the mid term and long term it is very det- detrimental to the business very very because you you cr- you r- rip people out of you remove from people this sense of agency, this sense of autonomy. Um, and cl- clearly you transform people into followers, right? And I think a modern leader doesn't have followers. A modern leader is someone who is surrounded by many, 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 many other leaders, right? It's to create the capacity, the, the, the environment, the willingness, all the right conditions for everybody around you to become leaders too, right? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Great. If you can encourage others to become leaders. Ex- exactly. Um, I like Taylor Swift because he can encourage his team. And yes. He, he's hiring, she's hiring uh, the best yeah. specialist in, in music. And yeah. uh, she pays them million dollars. Mm. That's why she's the best, you know, yes. because she cooperates with the best and encourage yeah. them. Yeah, love it. Yeah, okay. yeah she's awesome. Yeah, Celine, I want to ask about your experience. I have students in my network who are mm. looking for ways how to learn, how to go ahead. 
Uh, I cooperate with clients who don't understand what I do. I usually tell them before hiring me, cooperate. You need to learn because it's hard to achieve great results without mm -hmm. understanding the basic. So learn the basic, then we can go ahead like mm -hmm. a cohesive team. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you if you started today from scratch. Forget about your international experience. Forget about Asia, US. You are still in France, mm -hmm. young, and want to discover this world. What will you do today if you started completely from scratch? Mm. Wow, that's a great question. Um, I'm thinking of um, my son who is 18 years old and who is just, uh, you know, starting, um, like in the next few days, he will start to go to university. He is passionate about um, politics. And I was too, and when I was younger, I studied at the Polit Political Science Institute. And I'm still very, very much interested in this. So I would probably do the same studies again um, because I find that even this work that I'm doing is very political. It's a work where I'm trying to uh, bring people together instead of the current fragmentation of society, uh, the fragmentation, the divisions, you know, the divisions between um people who, I don't know, vote for the left and people who vote for the right or people or between people of different colors or different countries or obviously thinking about the war. But the fragmentation of, of society is very real. And I think that work is a place where we can reconnect people in their diversity, people who do not necessarily agree on everything. It's fine. We do not necessarily need to agree with uh, everybody, uh, and this will not be achievable anyway. We we have different values, different, you know, stories, and so on. But we can um, agree on something that is to work together to create a better world. And now I'm I'm hoping to be able to contribute to this through leadership, this engagement leadership. But really, deep down, I feel, find that this work is very political. And we need, um, we need political leaders with a conscience, with, um, you know, the, instead of people who, who profit from division and who just, you know, spread more oil uh, on fire, uh, which is um, a horrible thing to do. I think the problems we have to face as a humanity are so big, you know, climate, uh, whatever. We we need everybody to, you know, join forces together and solve them together. It's it's crazy for me to see those um, those people who exploit divisions and who just, you know, add to the fragmentation of the world. It's it's uh, terribly. Um, I'm terribly sorry to, to see that. So I'm hoping, I'm, I, remember, I remain an optimist, and I'm hoping that normal people like us can contribute to, you know, shifting the balance towards collaboration, towards um, a form of, um, yeah, collective conscience, being working together for a better world. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. I, I agree. We need to cooperate to help others and mm. create a better world for next generation, for yeah. our kids. And I want to ask my last question about 
the future. <laughs> Many things are coming. We have AI today, and uh, Jeff Coyle, co-founder of Market Muse, told me that in the future we will have three companies. The first company will develop AI, the second company implement, and the third company will be obsolete. Who can leave <laughs> the trade? <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, uh, Apple is going to launch headset like augmented reality. Uh, by the way, I don't see a big difference because all people take their phones to watch the, to the screen you just have on your head. Uh, probably virtu virtual reality will come. I don't know. Many things are coming. But humans are the same. You know, many yeah. books are written about human psychology. People don't change. Just technologies usually yeah. change. So, Celine, tell, give your thoughts about future. What kind of future will be and how we can prepare for this possible future? Hmm. That's, a, that's a great question, uh, Anatoly. Thank you. I think, uh, as you noticed, as you said very rightly, uh, technology is going to um, continue to, to take a bigger and bigger role in our lives. And um, that's where I think we need more uh, attention to the human side of things. Uh, we, we could, in the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, we could just, you know, uh, like neglect this. We could, you know, have people working like machines, you know, like robots in, in big factories. Now, with artificial intelligence and, and all those things, we need to, um, to be really mindful of the human element of work. Um, are we going to let go of all the humanity, um, everything that makes us humans, and let everything be done by AI algorithms and so on? I think that's a, um, a dream. That's not a, that's a fantasy. I think it will not happen. Um, but it's uh, so we need more humanities. Uh, we need you know, more students coming out of humanities studies, sociology, psychology, that kind of things. We cannot afford to have a world where 100% of people are engineers. We we need to uh, to in increase the diversity of talents in our organizations so that yes we do have amazing engineers but we also have amazing psychologists and and uh, um, people and sociologists and uh, philosophers and that kind of things you know i think um, it's the a great a good balance or a good integration of this diversity of perspectives that will make our future uh, successful if we only rely on technology uh, we're lying to ourselves. This, this will not work. Nice. Yeah, I think engineers need uh, some engagement as well. Yeah. So they need to watch soccer, basketball. <laughs> yes. They need to listen to great music, to watch yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, interesting TV shows. <laughs> so, the, yeah, and that's okay if you love something else. Yeah. Uh, 
I respect engineers, I respect sportsmen, I respect anyone who do something that they love. So, yeah. and uh, then engineers are productive. <laughs> no, if they get more from uh, other niches as well. So yeah, I yeah. love it, Selena. It's mm. a big pleasure to get on my mm. show, to learn from you. I love <laughs> it. I'm going to read your book, to review your book on my social media. Uh, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. All right. So you can uh, reach out to me on my website, winitsocial.com. And on, on LinkedIn, uh, I would say is the, the easiest uh, other form. And then I have uh, Instagram and Twitter less and less because I hate what uh, Elon Musk has done to Twitter. Um, a little bit of Mastodon, a little bit of uh, other things. But uh, basically, website and LinkedIn, you're safe with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, you know, it's interesting. Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. But mm. I'm not sure he's the happiest man in the world. <laughs> my I friend... totally agree. Totally agree <laughs> yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my friend can earn... Uh, a lot less money, teeny percent yeah. of Elon Musk uh, stake, but he's more happy. You know, I want to <laughs> learn from him how to mm. be happy like this than uh, yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sure. I respect I respect Elon Musk. I respect others. Uh, yeah. Everyone has their ways, so that's mm. okay. If it's legal, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Celine, it's a big pleasure again. Love it. So valuable. Guys, you can find all the links uh, in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and see you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.